Coming up on this edition of the Michigan State of Sports, the Lions draft went pretty well. We discussed what we liked, what we didn't, and I, for one, owe a serious apology about the Tigers. Jake might join me on that. We'll see what happens. That's all next on the Michigan State of Sports. Good morning, everybody. To those of us who are recording on a Monday morning and uh, certainly not planning this last minute at all, just so you can get your content that you so desperately desire, Jake and I, we're not too tired to record on a Sunday night, so we are not awake at 7.30 in the morning on a Monday to bring this audio to you, Jake. That's right. Wide-eyed, clear hearts. What's the, what's the line? I don't know. I, I the, the Friday night, light, night light, lights line. Yeah, that's how good we're doing right now. Wide eyes, clear heart, can't lose. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's how I'm feeling, Tony. We got the coffee going this morning. Our team still sucked, but we have some positive news to touch on because it was the Super Bowl of the year for the Detroit Lions in that NFL draft Thursday night into the weekend. So there is some positivity going on. I thought the positive news was your awesome golf game this weekend. This guy oh. this guy was essentially corn fairy tour level this weekend, I would say, traveling around. around traveling around to Traverse City, playing the Bear, playing Wolverine. Yeah. Um, did we break 85? Listen, in a round? listen, um, I, I'm going to bore the audience, which I typically do, but it was a big guys weekend, eight dudes, um, that my, my kind of weekend, you know, and so it was a lot of... <laughs> we know you love to be with eight dudes. No doubt, no doubt. But yeah, a bunch of great friends getting together from high school, playing some golf, and it was uh, the format lended itself to the 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 different skill level the varying skill levels of the different golfers that were on the trip now here's what i'll say there were two very good golfers at the top i'll never be there i love the game but i'll never be that good then there was kind of um i would say three that could compete for that would be three four and five and i was certainly in that group i don't think i was three or four but i i, I have no problem saying i was five because i sure as hell i sure as hell wasn't six seven or eight we'll put it that way there we go. That'll work. And, not the um, best. Not the what worst. Was the be- what was the best shot of the weekend? Because then oh. afterwards, I'm really only asking you so I can share my best shot of the there weekend. There you go. There you I'll go. I'll pretend Man. like I care about yours. So, Jake, you go first. That's good because I don't even get to that point. I just I just blabble on, oh, dude, it was about it. And then I don't ask about it. I, I'm also the king of asking a question and then talking over the answer. Just many, many of my horrible characteristics that get <laughs> brought to light in a, in a podcast setting. But best shot whoa oh man i actually i don't putt particularly well and when you play at courses like that if you can knock down some putts it just helps i mean any course helps immensely i was very pleased with my putting over the weekend and of course in a scramble format you always remember the ones you make and you feel good about it and same with the shots but oh man we uh i'll say this for a hole number 10 on the bear is a par five after that just after that sinful par three with the water on number nine, if you played it, but number 10, my partner and I, I crushed a tee shot. He just jacked a long second shot. Now we should have gone up and down for birdie. We didn't, we got up, but we actually played the whole like golfers. So my third shot on the par five of number 10 at the bear. And then my, uh, I had another one that was a hundred yards out. If you've played the bear, there's, it was, it's number two with all the rolling Hills and huge bunkers surrounding both parts of the green. And I just launched a 56 just straight up into the air from a hundred out. And it just catapulted right onto the green. And of course we missed the putt, but it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. I love Go it. Ahead. Is the bear the one where I'm, I'm not even sure if I'm thinking the right course. It's a huge dog leg right on 10. 
and then number 11 it goes all the way downhill and then that huge elevated green like like oh, yeah. 60 yeah. yards up yeah, is yeah, that yeah, the bear yeah. a lot of elevated greens yeah um it's kind of fuzzy right now i'll be honest with you but uh that sounds right there's a lot of ele- a lot of elevation in all those that places. the bear is at the grand traverse resort Correct. Yes, Bear Wolverine are oh. at the Grand Okay, Travis so it's one of the two. It's yes. one. It's one of the two. I've uh, had my um, misfortune of playing those beautiful courses and struggling along it with my. Yeah, own. actually, very. You know, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, there's. Yeah, no, very quickly. I was uh, got got in. I didn't get fifty four holes. You do fifty four or seventy two? Yeah, fifty four. Fifty four. Yeah, I only got eighteen in this weekend. Went to uh, to a new to a new course I hadn't played over in Howell. It's called Chimung Hills. I hadn't heard of it. Actually, surprisingly difficult. Uh, on number two. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We went off the back nine. So it's number 11. The green is like blind. It is legitimately hill. So oh, even though I you're on stand holes like that, even though you're on an elevated tee box, there's still a hill between you and the pin. So you can see the top of the flag, but I have no idea what this green looks like. And obviously, I'm just trying to hit the green. I'm not like right, oh, right. center left, whatever. And uh, my dad was being a wise ass like he always is. He's like, all right, boy. He's like, get your notes out. This is how it's done. He, of course, shanks it off to the right. And I'm like, all right, let me see how these notes worked out. And then I I walk up. And like I said, it was a blind shot. But, I mean, it was a pin seeker off the the club. And I was like, dad, these notes might have gone pretty well. (laughs) We drive around, get to the backside of the green. 11 inches oh right on almost missed an age short of the cup i just missed it oh but, um, tap in birdie is there any yeah. better feeling no and it was the only one, one of the day if you yeah. can imagine okay. i can't imagine yeah i gosh i think we might have snuck a couple of birdies in there which is not great when you're scrambling we had a two-man scramble um form yeah 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 good times good times my but, dad and i play two-man scramble i know it's hard man birdies yeah. are birdies are tough to come by even with the assistance no no doubt oh god i love golf i do i do but we're this is not a golf podcast tony this is uh, do you think we've lost everyone by now or if we go on for a couple more minutes well i think we you have to thing? have people to lose first nah. but then yes yes had in theory in theory yes i think we would successfully have alienated our audience which is what all good podcasters do but anyways go on good good because then eh, i don't want to sneak in tigers even though i have many tiger thoughts we need to get to what is the moment of the day what is the talk of the day the talk of the whole weekend obviously the nfl draft and before we get to that we're just going to remind you about our sponsor that is of course cutting edge landscaping if you want to find out more about cutting edge landscaping go to a2cuttingedge.com and see what this ann arbor based family owned 25 year owned and operated landscaping service can do for you it is raining outside right now and so i'm sure your grass is growing like crazy Uh, i mean people are mowing all day they're mulching all day they're breaking their backs they're planting trees they're regrading their surface don't do that don't mess around you don't know what you're doing so don't pretend like you do Go to the professionals, go to a2cuttingedge.com and get a consultation from Joe. See how he and his team can help you out. Tell them that Tony from the Michigan State of Sports sent you and you will get the best rate possible. Boom, a2cuttingedgelandscaping.com. Tony, you did, you said you didn't want to mix in Tigers at first, but we just have to say that they're on pace to lose 117 games. And then I think we just okay. move on and- from there. No, no, we can't. We can't move on because <laughs> I owe the whole. Okay, two minutes. Can we do two minutes? That's yeah, all they want. The, they two don't. All right, a minute and a half. Clock starts now. Okay. 90 I seconds. am an idiot. I'm a homer. I'm a slap. I am all the words that we would have been. I'm not going to go off the rails. I'm a lot of bad <laughs> words that we're no longer allowed to call myself. I and any negative thing you can think about just being just negative, just a bad. I'm, I feel like a bad person. 
for the positive energy and projections no, no, of you're, giving this, this Tigers team. No, no, I am. You're not I a am. bad person. I want you to have the opportunity to let it all out like I did a week ago. I actually felt better after letting that all out. I even had some friends message me like, dude, I, I know you love the Tigers. And that actually, like, that was that was moving. That was good. So if you need to do that, I, I redact my 90-second time limit and, and go off. Go off, King, as they say. <laughs> no, I do because, as per usual, you are, you are ahead of me uh, on this curve as well. And... Man, I have never, and that is counting the last five years of baseball that has been so egregious in Detroit, I have never seen an offense this bad in my entire life. Shut out three of the last four days, losers of 14 of the last 16, and just non-competitive. I was just about to say, I think I think they have, in the last, what, five games in the last 45 innings, I think one inning they've scored multiple runs one time a crooked number it's i mean there 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 is not one single batter in this lineup who is any good i mean jamer candelario i'm extremely upset with the same with jonathan scope the same with willie castro um I mean, even the guys who were coming in in the offseason supposed to just fill some holes like Crone did last year and Scope did last year. Crone before he got hurt. Scope did a great job all year. Scope has been abysmal. Um, yeah. It's it's uh, all I mean, bad no, all the time. Yeah, there's no – the only thing that hasn't been bad is the pitching. However, the two most disappointing pitchers thus far are Mize and Scooble, the ones who are supposed to be building this, this rebuild forward. So Jose Urania just threw seven innings for the fourth consecutive start Last night, or yesterday afternoon, he didn't get a win. Yeah, I think Matt Boyd, get- Matt Boyd, who had been great through four starts, he has to leave to after after getting an in, injured two innings in. My, Michael Fulmer is reinventing himself, but they're not letting him go past three four innings. Mize falls apart. His ERA in the first four innings of this year in in innings one through four is like two, and five and beyond, it's like nineteen or twenty or brutal. More. So I'm. I'm extremely disappointed. AJ Hinch, if you've seen any of the screen grabs of what he looks like in his post-game press conferences, it looks like when the Astros cheating scandal came out. Like, I don't know which was more upsetting for him. <laughs> Having to manage this team or being caught in the middle of the worst baseball scandal in 100 years. Like, that's the, I that's think the thing, too. Like, I, and again, sick brag, siren me or whatever, but I, I, I have to watch those Zoom press conferences every day and take the audio from them. And it doesn't, I give him credit for not sounding even more defeated and I'm not I'm not here to sing AJ Hinch's praises because I think he backs his players no matter what and sometimes you just have to figure out how you can say yeah all my players suck we all suck and this is going horribly without saying that and I think he has done that on several occasions but he'll always you know it was over a week ago but there was the whole um, exchange with with Woji, with Bob Wojnowski of the Detroit News, that uh, you think your players are, are putting forth competitive at-bats, and that struck a nerve with him. Of course, they're being competitive, where I think if he would – and we have no idea what goes on behind the closed doors, not in the Zoom press conferences, but I hope there's some table flipping, there's some screaming, there's some sort of getting – rattling these guys' cages because it's just abysmally bad. And I don't even know if that's a word, but it is it – is, egregious to watch it's such an embarrassment to major league baseball and at some point you got to look yourself in the mirror as players as coaches as an organization and say we have to be better yeah and they do but we should be pointing the fingers at alavila and chris Illich. Yes. because while this is i would say this is 
15% the player's fault because they're supposed to be good. This is 10% um, Hinch's fault because he's a manager and he's a great manager and he needs to be able to find somehow, some way to get more out of this team. Right. It is. And then the other 75% split it right down the middle, 37.5%, whatever it is, each Avila and Chris Illich's fault because Avila has not. I mean, the only people who the Tigers are hitting on are top five picks. Most people hit on top five picks at least at least at a fifty percent rate. And right now, Mize isn't even looking like what we thought. I mean, Brady Singer, who was, I was drafted just about to say Brady in, Singer, <laughs> who was drafted nineteenth in that in that same draft. I mean, he mowed the Tigers down. He looked like he looks like the one one guy. Well, everybody and, looks like Cy Young against the Tigers. So true. let's not use that as our as our measuring stick. But we got we got to move on. I'm sorry. I'm I, I said. Did we you do. do you feel better? Because I really did feel better last Sunday. But I'm uh, like Belichick is on to Cleveland. I'm on to the NFL draft. Are you there in that headspace? Wow. Voice I'm ready. I'm just, I'm just going through puberty as well. Apparently, <laughs> I'm ready to be. I'm ready to be. I just want everyone to know how sorry I am. <laughs> For saying that the Tigers were going to go 69 and 93 this year because they're not. Tony, you, you sounded like a dad that just let his whole family down. I just want everyone to know how sorry I am. Like, dude, I, you, I feel you like believed I, in I, your I, team. That's all. I know. It's just. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was, it was horribly stupid, but it, yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't kill anybody. I know I didn't. Um, just, my, so just, my, just my own, just my own heart. Very last thought. 15 seconds. Um, it wasn't supposed to be like this five years in. Absolutely nobody signed up for this. This was worse than anybody could have imagined. They botched the trades every portion of the way, every step of the way. They got no returns for anybody. They're still holding on to guys like Boyd and Fulmer, not maximizing the return they could have gotten years ago. Obviously, that is something we've already known, but it's just a reminder of incompetence and malfeasance within this organization every step of the way. Every opportunity they could have gone right, they went left. Every time they could have gone up, they went down, and that's why we are where we are. Okay. Bam. That was good. I liked it. Thank you. I'm glad you liked that. Um, do you know what else we liked this weekend? The Lions the NFL draft. Yep. Let's we did go. like that. We yeah. did like that. And um, and so, you know, for as much shitting on myself as I just did, I'm also going to simultaneously simultaneously dislocate my shoulder, pack patting myself on the back. Because if you remember, my friend, mock draft 1.0, nearly two Way months back. ago. I said I wanted the Lions taking Penne Sewell because there are so many holes in this roster. The only one position that can fortify it that well for that long and, and, and really give you an elite uh, unit on this team tomorrow is an offensive lineman and, and Sewell. And, and they did it. Couldn't have been more happy. And okay, I don't even want to address the fact that I said that. Nobody gives a shit that I said it. I'm True. just happy that uh, that that they did. It doesn't yes. matter what what I wanted. Are, are you as ecstatic as I am? Yeah, because I'm, eight I'm, plus plus plus. Yes, yes, yes. We got the second best tackle in the draft beside behind oh, Slate. I'm kidding, 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 kidding. I, I hope somebody just turned the podcast off right now and said, "F you, Jake." I, I deserve that. No, no, no. I've been that was one that like you were holding on to, and you're and even as it's starting to come, you're like, "It's probably not going to be that funny," but I'm gonna say it anyway. So <laughs> I know that one wasn't that funny, but all right, I'm gonna take you kind of to and I, again something nobody asked for, but uh, uh, a look behind 
the curtain Thursday night. So we had uh, at 97 won the ticket, the busiest night of the year. You've got Red Wings on the air. You've got Pistons on the air. You've got a day, no, a straight doubleheader, Tigers, White Sox with a rain delay. You've got NFL draft. I'm running back and forth between studios. It gets a rain delay at the game two of the Tigers. So, oh, let's go to some live draft coverage with Jeff Rieger produced by Jake Ritmo. We're live. First picks in. We're going through it. Let's go to the commissioner. I mean, you talk about a rush. Just great. I mean, being live on the air as this is happening was one of the best feelings in the world. And then when when it gets to pick number five, the Cincinnati Bengals, because Sewell's still on the draft, but so are the flashy toys. And Regan and I were talking like, uh, is it going to, who's going to not fall for, but who's going to take the low hanging fruit? Who's going to be tempted in by the Jamar chase and how fast he can run and how many touchdowns he can score. And oh, by the way, he was teammates with your quarterback, Joe Burrow. And sure enough, the Bengals take chase at five. What a rush. Sewell still on the board. But one more hurdle to climb. The Miami Dolphins, who have proven they will draft offensive linemen in the first round. So you're still wondering. You're still wondering. But no, Dolphins go wide receiver, baby. That means Sewell's on the board for the Lions at number seven. What a rush of jubilation because best player in the draft. A lot of national, a lot of national media members, the talking heads, if you will, are saying this is of the top 10 picks, this is who you would take to be your first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, yes, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but to even, even be able to comprise that sentence tells you all you need to know what value at pick number seven for the Lions. And with a roster that has so many holes, sure, I don't care which hole you address first when you have a player like Penny Sewell on the board at number seven. Love it, love it, love it. And the discussion I couldn't agree more that I want to get into surrounding this pick is the one I'm seeing on the, on the interwebs, on the, on the Twitter.com machine, the bird, if you will, it is that I'm seeing a lot of scared lines. So I'd say somewhere between 80 and 90% of people love the pick like you and I, the other 10 to 20% are hung up on the fact that the bears traded up and got Justin Fields and the lines didn't. And here's why, <laughs> and here's the argument I'm going to make. I'll hear for, that argument. So for, for why I'm not worried about that and why I'm not, um, I, I, I don't want to entertain that. It's because one, you had a chance at Justin Fields. So it's not like, it's not like someone, tra- it's not like if Justin Fields had gone four, say Lions Brass loved Justin Fields and he went four to the Falcons. Then I would let people be mad because the Lions, had they not won a meaningless game against the Bears, would have been picking fourth. And then it's like, ah, that could have been our guy. But you had a chance at Justin Fields, and you passed him up, so you can't you can't worry about that. And well, it is hold, not on, dra- hold on, it hold is on, not dra- hold on. It is not drafting the same position. It is not like the Bears when they took Trubisky and then they could have gotten Watson or Mahomes or something, and then you have the FOMO. You went a completely different direction. And true, so, true. But I think it's okay for a fan to voice their opinion that they they wish they would have gone this direction. Oh, sure, sure. I and I didn't mean to come across as if they didn't. I just don't want. And, and if someone has planted their flag right here today and are like, "Man, that was a horrible decision." Justin Fields is going to be a Hall of Famer, and offensive linemen aren't flashy enough. If that is your actual stance, everyone is entitled to their opinion. While I disagree, of course you can have that. I don't want the revisionist history of the people who are happy right now looking back and saying, "Ah, oh, look, they could have got Justin Fields." Because 10 teams could have got Justin Fields and they all passed up on him. And from what I was reading in the free press, uh, Dave Burkett, who does just such a great job covering the lines. We the best. Get, we don't we deserve gotta, him. We got to get him on soon. Um, but I digress. 
um, he was talking about, he had a conversation with uh, general manager, Brad Holmes, who very much reading between the lines implied Trey Lance was their guy. If Lance was there at seven, I think the Lions would have been tempted. But once he was off the board, it seemed like it, they knew they weren't going quarterback. That That's was interesting the, that, because that was the I, implication. Yes, I and that was a lot of a lot of the pre-draft discussion can be a lot of fun, and post-draft discussion for that matters. I I I, I categorize draft season as the noisiest season. This is all noise because oh, none is. of us really know, and we've talked about this before. But I and again, nobody cares because I, who am I? I'm a you know idiot guy that golfs on the weekends and then tries to talk about the draft. But the point is, I always felt like Trey Lance was getting the. I guess slept on as the kids say overlooked because he only played such a small amount of games, but it doesn't matter if you play, if you play 10 games, you play a hundred games, or if you've played four years, like scouts have the ability to, that's what they're paid to do to determine who their next guy is. And I felt like Trey Lance was a lot of teams guy and, and maybe even San Francisco sensed that, which is why they, they made the move and he was their guy as well. Yeah, clearly turned turned out to be that way. And I was just, I mean, teams were just throwing smoke screens all over the place. Like I was also reading a story about how Dallas didn't have Mike McCarthy in on the Zoom with whoever they drafted first. It wasn't, it wasn't certain because everyone was thinking there was going to be certain. Oh, it was Horn. I think it was Horn. JC Horn. Um, J- yeah, yeah. Jace Horn. Um, Joe Horn's uh, son. If you want yes. to feel old, I didn't know yes. that was Joe Horn. It's not until like cell a phone under the goalpost, Joe Horn. Yes, yes, that's such a great. Uh, there's game. a lot of there's a lot of kids. I say Samuel Jr. Yeah, I was just about to say that this was the first draft, and maybe not. This was the draft where I always look back and be like, "Shit, I am old now. Really I am old. old. I played I'm with really these old. guys in video games when I was a kid, and now their sons are in the NFL." <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how I'm feeling. But like just the, the level of smoke screen, they didn't have Mike McCarthy on the zoom because nobody wanted it to get leaked out who they were talking to. So theoretically the first time Mike McCarthy spoke to horn um, as I understand it was on that phone call Wild. Um, because they, because they just want, they just wanted Jerry Jones. Cause I mean, he's the most overstepping owner in the history of sports, <laughs> but that's another conversation for another day. Um, we got to get on to the rest of these picks. I was so, just about to say, let's move. For Sewell, A, A plus. I go A plus. I hate the, I hate the draft thing or the grade thing because we're I- We're doing I heard, the grade thing, Jake. Yes, we're doing the grade thing. A plus, plus, <laughs> plus, gold stars and no note home to your parents based on concern for what's coming up next. I got a lot of those as a kid. Uh, oh, I would yeah. always hide the notes home and then like two days later, they they track me What down. was the most trouble you ever got in, in school? Oh, oh, we don't have time for this. Um, we used to have this teacher that would make uh, it was called a mark of any time that you know they felt like you needed to be talked to and if you got five marks in a day it was a note home and I had 51 marks one time <laughs> and I just remember getting home my, my parents were you, were, you were breathing she was just writing on the board oh yeah yeah she had yeah. yeah she had it out for me first grade teacher had it out for me second grade teacher had it out for me third grade teacher had it out for me yeah fourth grade teacher had it out. they all had it out for me obviously it yeah. wasn't me they were yeah. restricting my ability no I'm kidding I'm kidding we also had a teacher that made us run laps if at recess for, for as a punishment oh best shape of my life i had to run that's laps that's kind of fun as a little kid you're just trying to burn off that energy no all doubt. you want to do is go outside and run anyway no all doubt. right oh man i i i was a tear at calvary baptist academy home of the cba kings go kings yeah, if you were half as annoying then as you are now I <laughs> right could you imagine the worst <laughs> all right um, yes yeah, and second- who else you know who else i feel for 
is the beat writers. Have you seen the oh. names of the Lions draft picks? I mean, oh, yeah. obviously, we know them all, but I'm just going to go through rounds two through four. Levi on Muzurike. I was just going to say, you have Miguel. E- I know Melanfonwu is his last name, but Ifatu, I think it is, uh, the, the the cornerback that the, that the Lions took. From Syracuse, uh, yeah. So it's so funny you say this because I was legit Googling pronunciations and YouTube videos before we hopped on this call. And I just, I'm no closer to a correct pronunciation for our cornerback out of Syracuse than, than I was before the show. I'll admit. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I've actually, like, I've heard of these guys. Like, I mean, I know who they are. I actually am familiar with a couple of them shockingly enough from their days in college um not just in the research i've done the last 10 minutes uh or weekend um but but yeah i mean these names i mean my good so okay um uh, on wuzurike the the defense the defensive tackle out of washington um known as uh i would compare him to maybe like an a sean robinson big body in the middle run stuffer doesn't get off the ball great doesn't pressure the quarterback a ton but they think there is potential to do so this might have been the most wishy-washy that i think people were about about draft picks personally i wanted morhig the the safety out of tcu right here yep, because that's where i that's who i wanted as well that's needed yep. uh secondary help so it would have it would have proven my um draft prowess to my grandfather because he texted me i didn't send a lot of texts over the weekend obviously busy golfing but he said who do you like here and then that's why i went and just safety and again when you know when you're golfing your texts are always like so much shorter than they have to be um because you're just trying to get back i was just put tcu safety and then went back to the game and, and didn't work out. But here's what here's what I'll say about the second round pick. That you know what it's clear that they're going in the direction of big establishing the trenches. And I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all because again, how many times are we going to say there's so many holes on this roster? And and also and also you have to factor that he took 2009 or 2020 off as well. So those are back to back players that opted out of the, the the 2020 season. So fresh, fresh. Yep. No, it is fresh. I'd say the other, and and I mean we're gonna get into it when, we, when in in just a few minutes when we take our whole big picture look at this draft and what we sort of think the the, the mo was, but I'd say the other guy who I would have wanted was uh, uh, Awusu uh, Koromora, the the linebacker from Notre Dame. Um, that was the I, other. I think one. We, we addressed linebacker not long after, yep. but um, but I, I would have liked to see them go one of those two ways. Although, if we're trusting this regime which I think is what well, a, we have no choice, but B I think it's what optimistic Lions fans, a phrase we cannot say often, unless you're talking about just the straight Kool-Aid drinkers, but I'm talking about people like you and me, people who are not like, I'm, it's hard to take what I say seriously about the Tigers. I don't want that to be the case. I want to be an authority on the Tigers, but I get a little bit ahead of myself. I don't do that with the Lions because while I love them, I I'm, I'm not an idiot. I've seen this time and time and time and time again. However, if we're trusting this regime, they tried to trade back into the top of the end of the back end of the first round to get on Wuzurike. And so they must really like him. And so the fact that they, and they were trying to see if they could trade up to take Sewell. And so the fact that they did not have to give up any draft capital and they still got both those guys. I hard. I mean, that's what they wanted. 
that's what they were targeting. Right. That's they're, what, what the front office is feeling good about the first two picks. So who, <laughs> who, yeah, are, so who we? are we to question it? Right. I'll tell you who we are. We're the host of the Michigan State of Sports, man. Damn straight we are. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right. Round number three. Round number three. 72 overall out of NC State, Aleem McNeil. This might be my favorite story, Lions related from draft weekend, because um, I was on I was on the bird a lot this weekend, uh, just in my in my in my downtime and something I stumbled across. I don't know if it was Pride of Detroit who was putting it out or or something like that, but it, it was a view into the Eagles war room. So the Eagles had pick number 70 and they were eyeing a number of defensive tackles. They traded back to 73 because they thought they could get their guy at 73. And who do the Lions then take at 72, but double down on defensive tackle and take Aleem McNeil? You would have thought that they saw a ghost in Philly. <laughs> the old Sur- I mean, Surrender I mean, Cobra. Need, if you haven't seen, yes, yes, the yes, co- Cobra. They went full sports Cobra, full fan Cobra. I mean, you, you actually have to go and watch this video. It is like, you're supposed to be high-fiving like like Brad Holmes carrying Rod Wood across oh, yeah. the across the, the war room um, when, when you're really excited about a pick. They're like half-heartedly like doing like a cursory handshake. Oh my God. They I can't remember which defensive tackle they ended up taking. The next one off the board is what they did. But I mean, they had one guy. They had their eyes on one guy <laughs> and the Lions took him in, in Aleem McNeil. Got it. But what do you, I thought that was a funny story. What do you think about the actual pick of it? Well, again, it just continues to signify where the direction of this team. I mean, I saw a stat that uh, this is the, the Lions haven't selected defensive linemen with two of their first three picks since 1992. And speaking of old, that's the year I was born. So it's, it's been a long, long time since they've put this amount of investment or this amount of capital into the defensive line and again it's another position group that's depleted I thought maybe maybe they'd go past rusher here um which and again by uh, you can you can these guys are so so young so raw and whatnot that it's not like uh, McNeil can't be a guy that puts pressure on the quarterback but just in terms of position I thought they maybe would have gone to an edge rusher but again it's it's not something that uh, is is make or break by any means and when and truth be told and I don't want to I don't want to I want to out you I'll out me the of course like the further down the 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 rounds you go the less familiarity you have with who's available and it's more going off of what your team needs and you're trusting you're trusting that these are the best guys available in those position groups of needs so from that from that sense you know I'm not going to be up in arms about it yep no that feels fair and uh and so I'm not I'm not either I think again the Lions what they want they went beef the Lions yes. got 975 pounds of beef with their first th- two, uh, with their first three picks. People and that's are calling them saying. the Detroit linemen. <laughs> but I'm um, Yeah, yeah we and, got to work uh, on that. And <laughs> that was decent. That was decent. Um, and I mean, we were saying it right last week when, when, when we sat behind these very same microphones, how it starts up front. There are so many holes on this team. But you can't win if you can't win up front. So what better way to address that by three picks? Like we said, there's other a few other directions we would have gone with these picks. But I think that they really started redeeming themselves with each of their next three picks. Even I don't I, redeem might be too strong a word. Um, they might have gone in directions that we wanted to see them go more. So uh, uh, now let's let's get to Melon Fonwu, the the cornerback out of Syracuse. 
uh, who probably the only reason I'm guessing he's not a receiver because he sure as hell has the size and length and speed to be. Maybe his hands aren't that great, but your hands don't need to be great as a corner. That's why you're a corner. Um, but if you're as long as, as he is, I mean, I saw it was, of course, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. And like, they were like grading, like pure, like athleticism and measurables and all, all the, 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 the things you can't teach, the things you're born with, blah, 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 blah. And, and from in like the last 40 drafts, they were comparing him to like, like 15,000 players that, that were measured since like 1980. Maybe that's 50 drafts. No, that's 40. That's, that's how we're doing math. He was like 67. Like this dude was top 100 athleticism and measurables for his position out of like 15,000 people measured in the last. Which is insane. And and the one that jumps out, because um, I, 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 of course, don't have everybody's combine numbers memorized, but I remember them talking about a 42 inch vertical, which is just insane to, to be able to leap 42 inches, whether, and especially the way they test it, obviously, you're just standing there jump as high as you can you know that that doesn't happen often on a football field you know you're running around and or, and, and and jumping off of one foot or, or two feet that sort of thing but just the sheer athleticism at six foot three 205 pounds he kind of represents that that new breed of corners and I, of course i'm not saying he's going to be richard sherman but a big dude like richard sherman that's just oh, freakishly yeah. athletic oh yeah and i mean and i mean we're not the only ones who who like, like this pick and I mean the I mean the lines and if you think about it you can hit on cornerbacks late late in the round I mean who right now thinks um, Amani Oruarie is not g- comparable to Jeff Okuda right, right now absolutely. I mean I mean maybe they're say when that when when everything shakes out Okuda finds his way say he's a full tier above Oruarie we give him that benefit of the doubt a full notch that was a third overall pick versus a fifth rounder. You got to find value. And was, this is the definition of a value pick. Yes, yes. yes. Well, it appears to be the appears definition be. of a be. value pick. Yes, which we'll get it. Again, goes back to the noise. There's not going to be any quantitative data to prove these statements right or wrong for another six months or however, I, math is hard, however many months until football season. A long time. And we'll all forget about what we had said. And the 10 people that listened won't remember that, which is fine because that's, again, goes in along with the noisiness of the draft season. But I do like the fact that uh, you're they just continue to address position needs. And again, when you have so many needs, I'm going to say the same thing over and over again, but when you have so many needs that that task becomes a little bit more doable, if you will. And, and I almost, I was this close, Tony, to going off about your, cause your, your description of Akuda is exactly right. But which is all the more reason why taking a corner third overall makes no sense, especially if it's not Deion Sanders. And maybe they thought Okuda was going to be Deion Sanders. Maybe he will be. But it's just is bringing back so many, so many haunting nightmares of last year's draft. And and this year's, by all indications, was so much better. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, (laughs) it's okay. (laughs) <laughs> I'm here for you. Um, so, so just two thoughts briefly before we move on. One is um, uh, uh, ESPN's Lewis Riddick, who uh, on Melon Fonmu said there is no reason why this young man shouldn't be a superstar. I know he w- he did question a couple of the defensive uh, tackle picks, and I don't. It's not fun to just pick and choose when they say the the the, the nice things, but um, 
but I, I like Lewis Riddick and, and, um, and I think he, uh, uh, I think he knows what he's talking about. And then uh, one more from the, um, he, he works for the draft network. His name's Joe Marino. Um, after the Lions picked Melon Fonwu, he said, loving this Lions draft. So far, they landed my, ta- my overall tackle one, my defensive tackle one. I know that's offensive tackle one, but he, he also said overall. And then he said, Aleem McNeil was one of my favorite overall prospects in the class. And then Melon Fonwu was my 52nd overall prospect, and they landed him at 101. Wow. So, lot Talk of, about lot value, of, baby. Yep, a lot of value. We love value. And um, all right. And then... Amon Ra St. Brown, the wide receiver out of USC, was next. And I don't know if you saw what he was up to after not getting drafted on day two. He was posting videos, catching balls out of the jugs machine. And just like, uh, he, there was just, it was just an emoji. And just like, uh, like, it was like either like a sleeping emoji or like this or that, or like, we gonna, we gonna show them. And it's like, well, that's a little cheesy. I fuck with it. Like some no. people could, some people, I know you don't like it. I know you're not that kind of guy. It's just so much um, noise. It is. And do I mean, it's something. Like, yeah, it is, it, it is, a, it is a do something situation, but, but at the same time, I mean, he could just, he could have just posted it and just been like, so, I mean, at least, at least he's working out. At least he's doing like, he's not like, like he's not just posting something saying like, wow, whoever gets me is going to be thankful or like this or that. I don't know. I mean, and maybe it's just optics, but from what I've read about him, obviously I didn't read anything about him before he was lying. Now he's lying. Now I'm reading about him. It sounds like he's this kind of guy, but I did know who he was as a player at USC. And I tell some of my buddies who I talk NFL with like, like Evan Brooks, who you, who you've heard and my buddy, Yosef, and even my buddy Armand, what's up guys. Um, Appreciate the Twitter love. Sorry, yes. Yes. Oh, they're all, they're always loyal. And um, I tell them how I struggle to make comps like from college to NFL and like really project just, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not something I'm good at. I should be better at it. I guess that's why I'm not a scout, but I was very pleased when the guy I comped him to, not that he's going to be the same person, but the type of player was a widely regarded comparison. He has some golden Tate in him is what yes. he does. Yes. He is all hands stocky good route runner right not gonna burn not you gonna, deep not gonna jump above you not gonna run by you but he's gonna catch that damn ball when it's thrown his way that's a very very a perfect cop because I, I i heard the same one from some fellow co-workers at uh at at, at the ticket that are, are you know far more far more superior than us obviously but that i mean i have heard that comp tossed around and i'm like uh, you know i'm on board with it i'm on board with it especially when you talk about quintez cephas being your only returning wide receiver that had caught a pass in a lion's uniform yes or last year so i i, I was for a wide receiver and I, I gosh i i am boring myself i'm sorry tony you deserve better than this but that was another position of need that needed to be addressed and i trust the guys and and the people that they evaluated and if they feel like that was a monros saint brown then 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 go for it yeah i know i mean it's difficult doing doing this exercise and obviously you don't owe me any apologies because at every position it's like dang we kind of needed a guy there but right. also i mean you you have to pick and choose and I have a feeling that they will draft one more. They'll, they'll or not draft. They'll they'll sign a wide receiver, another. Yeah. Uh, they have they have to. St. Brown's the, brother also in the NFL playing for the Packers. The more you know. Yeah. Um, right, right. And uh, so they'll they'll sign another, but um, but sort of to to bring a thought full circle from 30 minutes ago because I'm really good at this. The, it's it's like the Justin Fields thought. The reason why I think they needed to go line 
and go heavy line this year it's because those guys like the the receivers the quarterbacks the the glitz the glamour the flash that stuff only works if everything else is in place and the Lions had nothing else in place so if you're drafting a receiver or a quarterback at 11 say you took Justin Fields this year who's going to block for him who's he going to throw the ball to who's going to stop anyone on defense right, so the Lions are in game failure yeah the Lions are not prepared for a good quarterback right now. They they are prepared for someone who has done it at a, and made it to a Super Bowl, albeit he had a ton of help. They're ready to give someone like that a chance. Hey, can you be an above average guy? Because we're about to build this team where we only need an above average quarterback and to, to, to really start winning. That is the goal. Of course you want a superstar quarterback. Not everyone gets them. You, there's like five. And so can we win with an above average quarterback? Right now, obviously not. And so you got to put the pieces in round where you around him where you can. And then once we see what this team looks like, then you decide next year, is this when with one year, I mean, because you can cut golf for nothing, A, and B, if you, or you could keep him and then just let him uh, train whoever may be next, right? And so, and so that's why I think it was important. Yeah, we wanted receivers earlier. Yeah, we wanted court, like DBs earlier. Yeah, we wanted a, maybe a QB um, if it was the right guy at the right place. I think I think they went safe, but not old Lions conservative safe. Like <laughs> they went you know the good I mean? safe, Jake, They're, not the bad safe. Yeah, yeah, but but do you know what I mean? Like yes, yes, I'm just giving you a hard time. And so. I don't know. What, what a good co-host for. No, I agree. I and in what a good co-host I am saying. I agree. Let's move on. But we we are kind of we're you know running up against. No, we're, we got, we're running up against it. Yeah, we got um, two more picks. Two more picks. Derek Brown, Derek Barnes. I'm sorry, linebacker out of Purdue. Big Ten linebacker Chris Spielman. Let's go. That, yes, that's all I got for you. Do you yeah, think Chris Spielman was in the war room? Like God. Like I, I, no, no, no. I'm opening up a can of worms as we're wrapping up, but. I don't know. I just, I, I, I feel like anytime there's going to be a big 10 linebacker picked, we'll just, Oh, Chris Spielman wanted this guy. Yeah. That's it's adding Chris Spielman to this room made for so many, just easy phrases. Oh, you know, I mean, they really added him. He, like Rod Wood, not a football guy. <laughs> Sheila Fort Hamp in her first year, they wanted to bring in a football guy. This has got his fingerprints all over it. <laughs> yes. no that's such a great time. line. Fingerprints. This is Spielman's fingerprints all over it. I love it. That's yeah. so perfect. But, but great. Um, great pick. Uh, I mean, he, I mean, this is a dude who gets downhill fast. Uh, he can, he can, he can fill a gap. I get, he, he's theoretically not seen as much of a, of a passing defensive linebacker. Right. What's the might phrase not, I'm looking for? Might not be a three down linebacker. I don't know if that's the phrase you're looking for, but a run stopper. And then you're not keeping him in there when you're bringing your nickel and dime packages. Nickel and dime. Precisely. Yes. Yes. Um, but you know, another part too, if we want to use a little comparison um, that will help, or maybe some perspective, I guarantee all right, yeah, I'll say it. Let's let's have some fun here. He will be better than second round pick Jelani Tavai because that, that dude's horrible. He is guarantee of all time. I'm really glad you didn't walk that back. Yeah. I mean, I know it's, it's the round four, 113th overall, but Jelani Tavai, they didn't even have highlights of Jelani Tavai when they drafted him. It was br- like, who? What? Yeah. Oh my God. Jelani Tavai should have been a fourth round, 113th overall. Pick yes. And not the second round. The best drop for Jelani Tavai, I don't know if you're a Space Jam fan, but uh, when you're uh, introducing the starting lineup and the, the boss of the Monstars just goes, who? Is he a Looney Tune? <laughs> That's how I feel about every time Jelani, when Jelani Tavai was selected. Just go, who? 
That's how I've felt about many Lions picks for many yeah. years. All right. Wrap Last it up, baby. guy, yep. Jamar Jefferson, the uh, Oregon State running back. Two picks away from Mr. Irrelevant. Would have been cool yes, if we had a Mr. He was, he was so close to be a Mr. Irrelevant. Um, I'm fine with it. Uh, you don't know what you have in on Johnson. Uh, I, I doubt they're bringing AP back. DeAndre Swift is the feature back, right? Yeah, like, DeAndre he, Swift is, of course, we're seeing if he can be a three-down guy. But yes. if he can't, you want someone who's shifty, who's quick, who can be that third-down pass catching. I don't know. He's This is not a theoretic type back, but a shifty back, not a power back. Um, and any – hold on. And, and he, it's a flyer. It's a 257th pick. It's yeah, a flyer. Exactly. I think we've spent more time than we needed to on that. But it, it, we've talked Lions running backs, Tony, so we have to um, – you Talk you about have, Barry Sanders? <laughs> I that but I also that uh, I don't know if you know this enough the Lions haven't had a 1000 yard rusher since Reggie Bush in 2013 that needs to get talked about more I've heard that and I, I'm being sarcastic <laughs> um yeah if um and I heard when someone who told me that also told me that our old quarterback is now playing <laughs> in the same city as of uh, as a former uh, childhood friend of his no way they um, were teammates right Yes, Clayton Kershaw. What are the chances? What are and, the chances? And so overall, I know you don't like grades, so I'll go first. A plus plus, ten golden stars. Um, keep it together. I would here. say it is a right on that B plus A minus line. It was not perfect, but had you thrown this in front of me on Wednesday, said this is what's going to happen, I would have signed up for it. I would have signed up for it, and not and not gone through that like that momentary holding your breath before the pick thing i would just be like yeah cool that looks I'm good with, i'm with you i think um to 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 kind of like completely generalize it any lions fan that thinks they know more we don't which again i've said that time and time again but and there's reason not to trust anything detroit lions but this is if you really really break it down for 2021 brand new regime the new direction the bottom's going to fall out to get better you're stockpiling draft capital. And in this draft, in the draft 2021, I think Brad Holmes and company did plenty to get you on board, to, to ring you back in, to make you a believer. And let's see what this regime can get done in the next five years. We got three first round picks the next two years. Um, I mean, or four, excuse me, because the Lions have theirs and we have the, the Rams. Um, Immediate future rough-ish, but yeah. overall, let's do this thing. I mean, this this is this is set up for success. Lines are set up to go five and twelve. Yes, five and twelve, not five and eleven or four and thirteen, because there will be seventeen games this year. That should net them another top five pick. And say there's the guy. Say there's the quarterback. If it's what is it, Sam Howell out of North Carolina or whatever, yes. it's, it's, it's way too early to be talking about next year. Say there's a guy who emerges as the guy. You have five, and you have. That's what is what what are the Rams gonna be picking? 26. Uh, I was just saying, let's say, let's say mid to late 20s. Yeah, Yeah. mid to late 26. Five and 26. You can't go up to 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 one. You five, five, six, and a third, whatever. I mean, you have enough or a a future first. The five this year and and the Rams pick next year and the third this. Like, there's so there is so much to work with. And you'll know what you have. Like, you'll know what this offensive line looks like. I mean. I, I am going to keep hammering this offensive line. We've never, ever, ever had a good o- offensive line. Oh, yeah. And Decker and Ragnow and uh, and Jonah Jackson and and now Sewell, all 28 or younger, most of them 25 or younger, and with and with all on rookie deals, with 
it's a good time. And, and then lock Decker in so he can anchor things. They're about to they're about to extend Rag now. And then you got Jackson and Sewell on the cheap. So you'll have a top. I'm I'm going to say this should be a top five offensive line in football. I think there's nothing wrong with saying that. Absolutely. I, and, that, and and we know what Jared Goff does if he has an offensive line. We have Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn wants to run the ball. We have DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift's a good runner. And he can run behind a good offensive line. Who does all of that set things up for? Jared, Jared Goff, Goff, who lives off the play action. And I and I don't want to get ahead of us for this year because we don't even want to be good this year. But they're catering the roster towards the roster. That sounds weird, but it actually makes sense. The plan is in place. But Tony... As always, an absolute pleasure, my friend. Yes, it was. Um, thank you all for for making it this far with us. Uh, I th- we're thinking next week we might try to do a little mailbag. We've had a couple of requests for those, so we'll, uh, we'll we'll fire that in, mix that in. So we'll put out requests for that coming up soon. And uh, have a good rest of your May. Stay dry, stay healthy. Yeah, stay, get some stay. sleep. You can sleep now. It's May. Uh, Shout out John yes. Austin. Have you, I, I, have you slept? I did. I, 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 oh, man, the night of April 30th. Whew, slept great. Oh, that's fantastic. All right, actually. For Jake, I'm Tony. This is the Michigan State of Sports. See ya. Peace.